Ladies and gentlemen of QED Astoria, if you would be so kind as to please put your hands together for the host of the Bitch Sheet, Miss Lissa Mandel! Oh my god, that's raucous! Okay! Why though? Why? Is everybody drunk already? Is everybody, is everybody drunk? Is that what's going on? Yeah! Three-day weekend! That was so nice, guys. I feel like I have extra, e extra now for next time. I really needed it. Thank you. Um, welcome to The Bitch Seat, which is a nostalgia talk show. Um, sometimes it's a comedy. Sometimes it's a little more serious than that. So I want to give you guys um, permission to, which I have written on my inner arm right here, permission, um, to laugh if you think it's funny and to not laugh if, if it's a little bit touching, you know, because... Um, Okay, basically, I don't want to build up your expectations too high for anything, so just be prepared for anything. It's going to be amazing, though. We have four phenomenal guests tonight, and they all have very different kinds of artifacts that they're going to share with you from their youth, um, some of them for the first time on stage. And um, we always have a theme for, for the show, and this year, in honor of the summer festivities, um, I decided to go with carnivals or fairs, state fairs, county fairs, we, you know, just like the really... Um, you know, dirty, grimy, wonderful places that we all have associations with from the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, everybody focuses on the beautiful things about carnivals, but I think that what stayed with me the most from the Guilford Fair in Guilford, Connecticut, was the things that were a little bit less glamorous, like the smell of the hay rides or the horse crap or like the um, pie contest where you could get like a blue ribbon or whatever. I never did that. I don't know how to bake. Um, but mostly it was about the anticipation of, of the event. And when I was little, there was nothing that was more exciting than the idea of going to the fair because anything could happen, you know, like any, nothing ever did, but anything could happen. So in honor of that, first I'm going to fall off this chair and die. Um, in honor of that, I'm going to read an excerpt from this uh, diary from fifth grade. Uh, its name is Satin. Really creative. Oh, wait, before I do that, um, I have a picture that I wanted to show you from back in the day. This is fifth grade. Kent, if you could throw that up there, that would be fabulous. So there, um, I, I'm the second from the right and um, wearing something as similar as I possibly could on purpose. Um, and if you'll notice the um, boat shoes there, I got them right here too. And they even have the curly Q laces. So I'm still living like I'm in, in elementary school. It's great. Um, no, I didn't have a picture from the Guilford Fair, but this is from Sturbridge Village, uh, which was as close as I could get because it did smell like horse poop. And I had a temper tantrum because I didn't get to the gift shop before it closed. So it was a very historically educational trip. So I'm going to read this entry from... September 17th, 1994. Last night, I went to the fair. It was wonderful. I will always remember it. The excitement, building up the whole week. See, I didn't let my younger self down. I'm doing this, right? Yeah. Um, growing and growing. And yesterday, when I was on the bus going home with Sarah at my side and Allison and Allison in front of me, <laughs> I did. I had two best friends named Allison. Um... My mind started playing over ideas of what would happen that evening. 
When we got to my house, we went to the den and made a phone call to Mike Devlin. We actually talked to him. <laughs> Sarah is awfully brave to even have the idea. The first time we called, Mike answered, hello? Click. Sarah got nervous. The second time, Mike answered again, hello? Hi, is Mike there? Uh, Sarah got brave again. This is, click. <clears throat> Guys, this is before there were cell phones. This is a landline I'm talking about here. Sarah screamed with joy. I talked to him. Now we were psyched, which is spelled P-H-S-Y-C-E-D. Then Sarah asked me to call for her. I got into it. I gave it a try. When I called, his mom answered. Hi, is Mike there? Just a minute. I waited. Hello? My legs began to feel weak. I had, I had never made a call to a boy and actually followed through with it, like him or not. And I didn't. This was Sarah's crush. I didn't give a shit. But, Hi, I'm calling for a friend. I didn't want to, but she made me. <laughs> Which wasn't true, but I couldn't think of anything else to say. <laughs> I know, now I'm thinking this is making me sound like a really horrible person. Then I think Mike put his hand over the phone. There were some scuffled sounds in the background, and then there was a click, and another click. I didn't know if Mike had hung up or if he was trying to make it sound like he'd hung up. Either way, there were just more clicks, so I hung up. <laughs> Sarah went nuts. She was hyper. I felt great. My, <laughs> my father brought home a pizza. Then Sarah and I walked to Allison's house to get her. Uh, <clears throat> Finally, we were on our way to the fair. When we got there, Sarah, Allison, and I left uh, a whole list of other names that I think was Sarah's family. <clears throat> we headed straight to the ticket booth. We bought six tickets each. Our money was going fast and headed for Flying Bobs. I don't remember what Flying Bobs is. Does anybody remember what Flying Bobs is? No? Bummer. It was so cool. It went really fast and made the cars tilt on their sides. We had to scream to talk because the music was blasting and the machine working the ride was loud. When we got off, Abby and Anne Marie were waiting for us. I was still dizzy, but I managed to walk. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. We went to see the entries first. I think that's the tents where they had like the prize winning whatevers. Sarah got first prize for a wreath and Allison got a third prize for over the hill pumpkin. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know if she carved it, if she painted it, if it was just a really old pumpkin. I don't fucking know. We decided to walk with Abby and Anne-Marie and, and while they too and Sarah went on the lost mine, Allison and I went to the swings. It started out slow, but got higher as it got faster. The wind rushed through my hair. I felt so good. We were flying. Flying, I say. <laughs> the ride ended too soon. It was 7 o'clock, so everyone was hungry. We went to the food tents. It took about a million years. And when it was time to meet the carols, the only success we'd gotten was Sarah's bag of banana chips. While we were waiting for Caitlin and her family, Abby and Anne-Marie went back to scope out corn dogs. As it turned out, <laughs> Caitlin ended up bringing a friend and they walked without us lame when they <clears throat> when they got back we saw that Anne-Marie had gotten fried dough with powdered sugar and cinnamon Abby had gotten cotton candy great dinner huh as we were walking around wondering what to do next Sarah saw the face painting tent this is a shout out for my friend Lenore who's in the audience she's a professional face painter now because I'm friends with people who are still children when they're grown ups and it's awesome she had a little purple alien painted on her left cheek we started walking back towards the rides. Sarah and Abby took a ride to the carousel. Uh, it, was, it was embarrassing, but they were having fun, and it was everybody's night. God, how Very judgmental, very judgmental teenager. Amory decided she couldn't brave the fair without a piece of peanut butter fudge. Allison went to get fried dough pizza. For the next few minutes, I was standing alone, 
looking at the lights and hearing the pounding music, the smells of hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill and sweet pink cotton candy filtered through my nose because I was really Ernest Hemingway when I was 11 and everybody else was doing their thing. But it was only for a moment. Then my friends came back and we were off again. Nobody had enough tickets for another ride, so we went to the ticket booth. We decided that the Ferris wheel was a good last of the night ride. We climbed into a turquoise car, Sarah, Abby, and me on one side, Allison and Anne-Marie on the other. We circled around slowly the first time. People were boarding. Then the ride got faster. Our hearts jumped into our throats when we came to the top. We circled around a few times, and then the real fun began. It was when we got to the top. It was when we got to the top one time, Sarah shouted out at the top of her lungs, I love Michael Devlin! (laughs) From then until the end of the ride, we laughed and shrieked and threw cotton candy over the edge, not caring what anyone else thought of us. Children are horrible! (laughs) That moment was magical. The atmosphere was perfect. I was with my friends and nothing mattered then except what we were doing. But the ride finally did end. And since Allison's dad would soon be coming back to pick us up, Allison and I decided to spend the last few minutes on the trip in the tents. We bid farewell to our friends and walked off by ourselves. In the tent, I found a necklace that I knew would be my fair uh, souvenir for the night. It was a blue crystal heart on a silver chain. I do have it somewhere still. I don't know where, but I also have like 10 of them in different colors, I think. I bought it and we walked out. We made our way to the flagpole where we met Allison's dad, her sister, and her friend Chelsea. We began to walk to the exit. Into the parking lot. Like, I have to get every single detail. Every single detail. Nothing is left unsaid. Into the parking lot. We left all the familiar fair smells and sounds. I was very disappointed that the wonderful night was over, but I had a satisfied feeling within myself. (laughs) In the car on the way home, my mind sifted through all the things that had happened. I made a promise to myself that very moment that I would never forget that night, and I know I won't ever. Love, LMM. So, hello, sweet, thank you. Um, so now, uh, to get things uh, going, I'm going to bring on my co-host and invaluable. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I I used I, <laughs> I used up all of my extra words in that fucking diary. <laughs> It's my co-host and boyfriend, Phil. Hi, Phil. You know, I was going to say such nice things, because that was a beautiful <laughs> entry I'd never heard before. Like, you actually, for all of the, the writing and the, and the neuroses that you project, that is real. Um, you've, I feel like you fully lived your childhood, you know, in, in some way, because you've... You, romanticized it into the journal and it's that sounded like a great night I wish I had a night like that it was a great night it was a great night I mean but it's like been the years from when I actually the years from when I stopped journaling until now that I feel like I haven't been living as fully so I'll still have plenty of regrets on my deathbed is what I'm saying great don't worry no Um, no need to worry about that um Phil do you have a do you have a, a little brief story about a carnival or a fair I have like one or two there was a in my town in in uh, New Jersey, in Nutley, New Jersey, there was a a church called Holy Family. And in there, there was a Good Shepherd Academy, which is a school, and it was a giant parking lot. So every September, October, they would do the San Gennaro Festival. And that's where you get, you know, Zeppelis, you get uh, you get fried Oreos, fried Twinkies. To be clear, he's Italian, if you didn't know. 
In case you didn't, in case you can't hear it, uh, podcast land, and because we're recording. In case you didn't know. Anyway, we're so yeah. You pay ten bucks. You pay ten bucks to go stare at a giant crocodile thrashing about and pray that it doesn't break the glass. Because literally, they they have a freak show, but really, it's just a trailer with a uh, a fifteen or sixteen foot long crocodile that's really angry to be there. Like that was a real one. A real one, and it was not in his contract writer to be in this tiny little trailer being yelled at by kids. So New Jersey is very dangerous. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, there's whole swaths of it where they just there's toxic waste dump. So yeah, and also you know there's there's the nice rural areas where it's just rich people. So it's there's no in between. It's either one or the other. Yeah, welcome and to then America. Shitty sandwiches. Um, <laughs> that's it. But also, uh, there was the Meadowlands Fair, and every time I'd go, I'd always bet on the pig races, and it was always fucking disappointing because they are not fast. They like they fire the gun and then they, they, they play like the hoedown music and it takes ten minutes. <laughs> and the whole time you're like, I, and you know of course you bet on the smallest one and that's the one that like goes off track and they have to just grab it and put it away, probably probably cook it for later because it just didn't obey them. So, oh. but yeah, like we, yes, yeah. but I, I mean I used to go to, you know. This is repetitive at this point, but I used to go to Disney World all the time, so that was kind of like a carnival thing, but clean. This is the first time for some people. Uh, that's true. There is a that's true. There is a picture of me and my family, me and my siblings in Disney. Kent, you do the honors. Um, so really, if you, for those paying not paying attention, that is a uh, size snoodle and the Max Rebo band on my <laughs> shirt on my chest, and in the back it has all their tour dates. And on one it says Alderaan, and it says dot, 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 canceled. Because it was, yeah, right? Too soon. Too soon. Um, are those glasses the kind that you flip off the lenses and the prescription is underneath? I didn't have, I didn't have prescriptions. Oh, bummer. I'm sorry. Um, but no, no, it, they were, they did do something. I forget I, what they were. They had an action feature. Do you know that my dad has a pair of, the, of course he does. My dad has a pair that looks just like those, and the, um, the really, sunglasses. The similarities between us are, are, are getting... A little been, scary. He's got the size noodle shirt too. <laughs> no, we'll talk about his t-shirts. That's a whole other show. Is my dad's t-shirts? He he has one that says it's <laughs> it's not a bald spot. It's a solar panel for a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I was gonna say is that I think uh, don't get that. Um, but he had ones where like the um. I have to try not to get a bald spot first. <laughs> <laughs> The lenses were are magnetized to his glasses, so he can just like click them <laughs> off, you know, just like flick them My off. My father had that too. someday that'll be you, Phil. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. We have four awesome guests. We're gonna start with this woman who was hilarious. I've seen her do stand up at a bunch of places all over the city. She recently did an NBC showcase. Give it up for Ayana Juki. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, th- yeah, you're welcome. We like to throw it back on the show. All right. Yeah. So, Ayana, any uh, any memories of um, bizarre uh, or painful or exciting fair or carnival carnivals in your past? Yes. Uh, I'm from Maryland, and right near my high school, we would have the Green Belt Fair every weekend. Like, I think it was the last weekend in summer. And um, I was not one of those 
girls that was popular or had many boys knocking mm-hmm. at my door. Mm-hmm. But the Greenbelt Carnival was like everybody would go there and you'd wear whatever, like your cutest outfit as an eighth grader. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and then boys would just come and ask you for your number. They'd never call what? you. Yeah, it was great. I don't I don't know why this was the place to do this, but me and my girls, yeah. we would go there and we would hope to get booked by all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were already getting booked years before you were in comedy. Yeah, um, but no one would, no, I was not getting any callbacks. Nobody was booking you? Yeah. Did, <laughs> no callbacks at My town had something like that too. There's always those pocket festivals or fairs where like the dating happens yes or the promise of dating yes and well, i never got booked either yeah, so well, it's a fun know. festival to attend yeah you just go there the terminal. excitement maybe this yeah. year is the year but it was it never, never the year it was never the year yeah. and did you ever go to one of those with friends of yours and the friends had luck in that department when you didn't all of my friends were a lot more attractive than i was no yeah but i'm more attractive than them now so you know you yeah. gotta keep those friends right <laughs> you, you gotta get your revenge where you can yes, yes. i blossomed very late <laughs> it's all good that's well. how you stay unpregnant <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It's actually a boon that I was just an awkward dork my entire life. It works yeah. out. <laughs> works yeah. out. Now you're a fabulous killing it in that romper. Thank you. I it's really hard romper. to go to the bathroom when you're wearing one of these. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, well, uh, Ayana, you, uh, your artifact is delightful and actually reminds me of something that I wore when I was that age too. Kent, can we take a look at this, please? Um, so you want to talk about this? Okay, this was my dance recital. I believe I was five years old. Uh, this was the best my legs ever looked in my life. Um, <laughs> they look great. Don't they? Yeah. I was killing it at five, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, this was, uh, the, the name of this song that we performed to was Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Are any of you guys familiar with this song? Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, my mom was obsessed with this costume for whatever reason. I don't know if I was, like, living her dreams out. Um, <laughs> but what I remember most about this costume is the dance we saw. I actually I was born in Brooklyn, um, and I lived in Brooklyn uh, until I was nine. This was at Miss Ricky's dance school, and Miss Ricky signed us up to perform at a nursing home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that, that is when mm-hmm. I realized that I was was and probably still am terrified of old people. <laughs> and uh, that was the first time I guess I smelled death. Like I don't. They I have a smell. Yeah, like have you guys ever gone into a nursing home? It has like the most peculiar smell. Like I don't know if it's disinfectant or the old people. It or smells every, like formaldehyde. A is that what bit. it is? I yeah. Don't, Oh my God, it was the worst. And I just froze. They they like, you know, they they put, you, you guys have seen little kids dance recitals. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Am I allowed to curse? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, please, and, please. And they put us, but it's like adults come and they position each, each person and you have your little windows and then the music starts up, but everybody doesn't start up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then eventually everybody's just wiggling at the same time. No one's really doing it. And then someone's off to the side trying to show us the most. It was the worst. Like, I think at that age, I just knew how much of a bad idea, like everything was. And I, my mom, I cried when we got there. My oh, mom no. forced me to perform. And she, she still brings up, actually I have this picture because my mother texted to me one day. <laughs> I was like, was this, was this a tap dance? What kind of uh, it was, routine was this? We had on ballet shoes, oh, gotcha. but there was no pointing or passes or plies in this. It was a lot of wiggling. Yeah. 
It's a good wig- wiggling costume. Did was that the um the end of your dance career after no, that? No, I went on to dance all through high school. Um, I was on the Palm Squad and. Yeah, hey, yeah. You were on the Palm Squad? You weren't a popular kid? I was not a popular. My last name's Dookie. Um, (laughs) Which works out, like, really well for you in your comedy career, I would imagine. It does. I finally found a way to make it work. Yeah. I I didn't really want to be a comedian, but there's not much else you can... Well, you, it comes to a point where you realize that you're giving away the comedy for free when you're ranting to your friends like off stage. So then you're like, maybe I should actually do something with That's this. That's pretty much how it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm always angry about something, so that <laughs> lends itself. This could have been the impetus for that, for like just the, being forced into a position where you're wearing a polka dot bikini. It seems like a test. It does. Like being forced to smile. Fuck being that. To, yeah. Fuck that. Um, and we have a. A couple of other pictures of you, I believe, yes, that I would like to look at. Kent? Okay. So I'm the one on the left, in case y'all can't tell. I just, I like this one because it. Re- I have so many pictures like this. Do you remember what the occasion was with all the floral stuff? This was my sixth grade graduation. Um, I was valedictorian. Congratulations. Respect. Y'all need to clap for that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Killing it <laughs> in the sixth grade. <laughs> This is when I peaked. Um, <laughs> this memory right here, um, more, my, I feel like all of my memories have to do with clothes and my mom. So uh, <laughs> I struggled with my weight. I still do with all, my entire life. And I remember my mom bought me this dress and we had to actually, I was sixth grade, so that means I was 11. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And I had to um, shop in the women's department for that outfit because I was too fat to wear other stuff. Yeah, I remember. No, I remember, no, 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 it's okay. I, I gave them permission before the show not to laugh when it's not funny, and that's fine. That's fine. Thanks, guys. Very respectful. Thank you. Um, I know, I know, I know what you mean, though, and I remember when I kind of skipped over the, the training bra phase. I never got to do that. I had Me to go, go, like, real grown-up bras Me from neither. the beginning. Which, by the way, newsflash, I just read that there was a, a study released yesterday that um, underwire might cause breast cancer, so you might what? have permission to not wear bras anymore. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. I, it's all right. Sorry. Um, Y'all are excited about this no bra situation? Yeah. They hurt your back. Was I nodding? I have. Have y'all ever got hit in the chin, like, by your own apparent? Okay, that's not comfortable. Okay, what's different if you're exercising? I just don't want to be swinging around. Like, that's, okay. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there regarding adolescence. But um, can we see the next picture, please? Uh, I just need an explanation for this. Okay, so um, (laughs) this was... This probably was when I, either I was four or six, because my fifth birthday party, um, I actually was an angel, and my mother threw a huge birthday. I was supposed. It was to be a born, costume party. It was a. I was supposed to be born on Halloween. I was due October thirty first, and I was late. I'm surprised I was on time for this show, because um, that <laughs> continued throughout my life. <laughs> Don't worry, we're we're on that page too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was born November 6th. So I was a whole week late, but I was supposed to be born on Halloween. So my mom thought it would be a great idea to throw me a costume party for my birthday. In actuality, it was a birthday for it was a party for her and her friends that me and You know, I'm hearing a recurring theme about your mom right now. You don't say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
she a stage mom? Was she uh, like a... Uh... My mom is... Yeah, you know, my, my mother... First of all, my mom's name is Glenda, and my dad's name is Glenn, so that's... Uh, oh! Wait, wait, wait. wait. He's got to follow up for that. My okay. father's name is Philip as well, and my mother's name is Phyllis. Okay, high five. High five on the connection right there. Then what is this creepy shit? It is creepy as know. fuck. Hers is hilarious because Glenn or Glenda. Yes. Yeah. Ned Wood movie. Yes. That's which I... I enjoy and one other person. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. My boy, Josh. <laughs> anyway, so Glenn and Glenda. Glenda is, my mother wanted to be a professional speaker. Um, I didn't even know that was a job until she told me that's what she wanted to do. Her mother was a politician in Trinidad, which is where my family's from. Oh, amazing. So my mom, growing up, she would always like, enter Toastmaster competitions and win stuff like that. And I always like to be on stage. So she was always pushing. She had me doing public speaking when I was like three. It was. Oh, so your, your, your neurotic desires were hand in glove. Yeah. It yeah. just kind of. So this was one of my birthday parties. Um, I was a clown. I was never allowed to choose my costume though. Um, so this is what she put me in. It was probably on sale. Um, knowing her. A year after that, everybody's like, "Why did she put you in white faced?" And I was like, "Cause I mean, it, I mean, you're looking a little like Chucky right here." It's, it was scary. It was very scary. Um, my mom was very big into Black Panthers too, so I don't know if that was like some kind of weird thing that she did. Um, she was she was sticking it to the man through her through her tiny child. And I was very I know I was upset again uh, because and I apologize. I don't like face paint because it would always itch, and um, I have a whole face of paint right here. So So happy Halloween to you. Basically. Yeah. yeah. But I look I look like I was having a great time. I was probably throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> I was a bratty little child. Were you uh you had a you had an older sister? Yeah, I have an older sister and then my father um he remarried this beautiful white woman and now I have a 20-year-old younger brother. And uh <laughs> do you do you feel a little bit like you have to parent that younger brother? Oh, he's spoiled rotten. Oh, oh he's yeah. an asshole. Oh, my God. He's, I don't know if any of your parents ever remarried. Like, because I'm looking at this little boy like he has the life that I didn't have. Because my father is an engineer. My parents got divorced. So I was with my mom who's not good at man managing money at all. So we were raised poor. My little brother does not have a chore in the world. Because mm -hmm. my stepmom, she, do, she does not work. So she just waits on him hand and foot. And I don't know if you've ever been around a child that's been waited on hand and foot that's now 14 years old. Yeah, but yeah. he's going to grow up and not know how to tie his shoes. Yeah, I guess so. He'll get people to do that for him. He probably will. He's cute, too. That's what I hate Ugh, the most. damn it. Those attractive people. I know. Sad. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you, for the most part, have a good relationship with your family now, or did your mother kind of push you too far? Uh... I don't know how all my storytelling events turn into about my mother. Um, it's as if I'm trying to do therapy with you guys again. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that's not what we're doing. Oh. But. <laughs> my my dad and I, we have we have a decent... I understand my father. My father is... Um, I'm an engineer by trade, and so is my dad. So mm -hmm. he, Awesome. Me and him, we kinda, we're very logical people in that sense, so we're good. Um, my mom and I, I am working through boundaries and, um, well, I'm, she's trying to push through my boundaries mm -hmm. and we're doing okay because she's 200 miles away. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, how it works in my family too. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like I've gotten past the point of anger. So that's where we are. Awesome. Yes. I'm glad to hear it. Well, thank you. Well, um, Ayana, I, I have a gift for you here. Uh -huh. Um, cause we always, 
we always give gifts for our guests and the gifts are always um, items of ephemera from my childhood home, which is still where it is because my family is still there, um, which means that I'm headed for a real nervous breakdown when that house gets sold. So just get ready. Um, so in this, uh, in this Delia's box, which is an actual relic from the... It's making noise. Yep, that shouldn't happen. Give me a moment. So, okay. So I had many weird collections growing up, okay. and this is for my collection of boxes. Everybody tonight is going to get something from my collection of boxes. Um, and for you, I have this little box, and there's something inside of it for you. Okay. Do I get to open it in front of Yes. This is very pretty. Can you guys see it? It's like a tiny little toadstool with flowers on top. This is very pretty. And uh, inside, because I saved literally everything from my childhood, there is a ticket from something. I don't remember which one I gave you. It is a ticket to Six Flags, New England. I've never been to this yeah. location. I don't think that location exists anymore. So consider this an antique. You know? I'm going to make all the money off of this in five years. So, yeah, exactly. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for, for having our show with us, Ayana. Appreciate it. Ayana Dookie, you guys. Thank you. Um, uh, real quick, before I forget, how are you guys doing right now? You're good? Um, so as you have seen, there are uh, gushers and other assorted terrible things for your teeth in the table. Um, what you should do is wash those down with something from the bar back there. Please support your bartenders. Support this venue. It's amazing. Um, and after the show, uh, there is a, an official Jim Gaffigan viewing party. So you should totally come for that because it is a very good time. So that right. bit, that business. Let's, Please uh, continue to get up and get food and drinks whenever you So some feel people like it. had, um, they uh, gave us some one-sentence stories about their carnival experiences. Oh, yes. So let me read Not one of those cruise, right now. But the actual <clears throat> carnivals, festivals, fairs. So. Did ever do a carnival cruise? I never did a cruise. The song, though. That's what? The, if they could see me now. On a, that's not carnival. That's the other one. What? Help. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so sorry. No. I'm so sorry you have, you have bad punchline music. Um, no, that's, that was engineered since the beginning, I feel like. Okay, this is from our friend uh, Josh, who happens to be here in the audience. Hey, Josh. He said, in sixth grade, I was loaned my first pair of Jankos for a date I had with a girl <laughs> at the local carnival. We stayed together for 10 years. JK, we broke up three weeks later. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. Do you have any Jankos now? How big were those Jankos? Were they like the, they were the size of my head? <laughs> <laughs> nice. They were a duff, they were a duffel bag for each leg. Yeah. Man. My parents would not let me get Jankos because too many kids would fall down the stairs in the in the middle school. Yeah, you trip over that <laughs> shit. This danger zone. Like a public advisory. <laughs> Stop buying Jankos in my town. I was kind of bummed that we came through a little bit later than uh, a little bit later than the time when people would like tie their their jeans together like we came through during bell-bottom era I think yeah. and boot cut era so we just missed the like hammer pants where you would like rope it together at the bottom yeah maybe that's good we also like the, they're kind of like sultan pants too like sort of poofy yeah but like those things are comfortable I have a bunch of them now kind of wish I had a pair well yeah I stole a pair from you they're amazing <laughs> they're amazing and they we, fit me yeah we share so with now. each other there's an elastic waist, okay? Yeah, they are. They yeah. are. She's wearing one of my jackets right now because I 
I grew out of it. <laughs> Guys, if you get fat in a relationship, it means you're happy. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Let's Yay. Let's get our next guest up yes, here. Yes, let's get our next guest up here. So, um, our next guest is in a, Don't be unhappy. Don't be unhappy down there. Everything good. Everything's good, right? No pressure. No pressure. Um, our next guest is an amazing improviser. He's been uh, improvising and doing comedy for years and years in many cities across the country. Um, and... Uh, was, has been on high maintenance. Um, he's working on a pilot uh, right now called Like Me. And um, he's walking up here slowly and creepily. Give it up for Micah Sherman, please. <laughs> Hello. Hello. This is, a, this is such a cute little show. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so me glad. Too. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy to be yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so, Micah. Uh-huh. Um, do you have a story from your treasure chest of the past about carnivals that were fairs or amusement parks yeah, that you would like to share? Yeah, when I was in seventh grade, the, I was in chorus. Mm-hmm. You know? Me too, yeah. And um, we went to Carowinds. That's like um, kind of like a theme park without a theme, I guess. <laughs> and um, just like generic roller coasters. It was like a yeah, like a park, a roller coaster area. And where where was it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was a big parking lot with some I I rides. On, I think it was on the border of South Carolina and North Carolina. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Is it a theme? Is it like, what? Yeah. There's no theme, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no theme. I don't know what it is, but it's like the low. What? What is it? The winds of Carolina is not a theme. That's nothing to hang your hat on. <laughs> Actually, it makes the ride sound more dangerous, but. <laughs> yeah, <just>. exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, (laughs) I had this, um, I was, I was, I had this like girlfriend who was in the eighth grade, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Moving on up in the world. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I like always wanted to be more grown than I was Uh because I think I wanted to get out of North Carolina like quicker, Mm -hmm. but that's not how it works. Um, It's cool. I was like a a 65 year old woman when I was 10, so. What? I was a 65-year-old woman I when I was 10. I thought you said you dated a 65-year-old woman when you were 10. Really progressive. <laughs> yeah. Harold, um, Harold and Maude all over that shit. Yeah. I don't know if that's progressive. That feels, <laughs> <laughs> that feels regressive. To, all right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <Greek> sorry. times. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, I wanted to like winter like a Garfield or something. And so I threw... I threw... Um, I threw a ball into a basket. Mm-hmm. And I got that shit. You won? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody ever wins. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was awesome. <laughs> I was a really awesome seventh grader. And then I gave it to her. She named it Micah and then dumped me the next day. <gasps> oh. So, oh, no. Yeah. She, she told me it was because, um, like, she didn't feel any passion between us. Like, her- <laughs> Like hugging me was like hugging her brother. Like I, oh. like I wouldn't, not not. I just wouldn't. I, I was like hard, you know. Like I, like I was like I was a twelve year old kid, so I was like, I'm, I don't have any muscles. All you can feel are my bones <laughs> clanking against you when I hug you. So I made it. I made like a real effort, a, a real effort for the rest of my life to like hug my girlfriend like with my whole body. <laughs> Like press my whole body up again, yeah. like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, my relationships have lasted a lot longer yeah. since then. So, but cur- current girlfriend in the house? In the house, yeah. And uh, h- how are the hugs? 
Awesome. <laughs> You're damn right, people. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah. I'm sorry that that happened to you, especially because you won that thing and then you couldn't even really reap the benefits of it. Who he wants one of those things, man? They're cheap. Just take they're up so space. Yeah. yeah, they're so big and bulky and... I'm a boy, too. I don't want that I don't shit. have room for that in a New York apartment. <laughs> yeah, Not like very I, sensible. Like I would have kept it around for this long? I mean, I've kept around a lot of things, but that's uh, that's why there's a show happening yeah. here. I move too much to make that happen. You're, you're lucky. Consider yourself lucky. I don't. I hate moving. <laughs> how, how many times between zero and 18 did you move? Mm, four. I think. In the same like country region, or were you or, like no, really I'm around? From, well, I've got my autobiography right here. Well, oh yeah, so you want to get into this? Yeah, let's get into this. I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 like my whole life at age thirteen. It's three and a half pages. I think let's go for <laughs> it, and for, for for the sake of this, we're gonna throw up a picture of you from when you were younger, just for context. Um, the very uh, rider strong. Very rider strong. Really very rider strong. Yeah. Yeah. That acne was not rider strong, I'll tell you that much. Whatever. He had foundation. You know, he had fluffers. I did too. <laughs> did you? Uh, fluffers? No, I did not have fluffers as a 13-year-old boy. Foundation, though. Oh, foundation? Did you wear makeup? No, no. Because I, 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 I had a ton a, of acne. I sent you a picture of me with a bunch of makeup on. Uh, oh, was the suit one? No, no. I was like wearing we, bright red lipstick and a... Oh, we uh, have that. We have that. We're going to look at it a little bit later. Okay, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the reason later I stayed on. out of the theater. For... <laughs> it wasn't your fault. No, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, would you like to uh, do the honors? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm just going to like skip around because I don't think we have enough time to read the whole. Yeah, whatever, whatever, you feel, whatever you feel is the most, uh, okay. the best representation of this work of art. Okay. Here's how it all got started. Or before it got started. Oh, no. My parents got married July 2nd, 1977, and after being married two years, decided to go on an adventure. <laughs> an adventure called childbirth? No. Um, their intentions were to go for one year and move back to the mainland, but instead they chose Plan B and moved to Hawaii for eight years and had two kids. You were born in Hawaii? Yeah. That's pretty badass. I had yeah, no idea. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm a mistake. <laughs> well, you were part of the adventure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's a positive way to look at it. I like it. Well, like Phil, Phil, Phil has a younger brother who's a much, much, much younger brother. And yeah, they, he was an they, adventure. Yeah. They call him a, a surprise. A surprise. An accident. Yeah. He calls himself an accident. And well, he was an accident. Yes. It's a happy accident. A happy one. He's yeah. great. All accidents are happy accidents, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Bob Ross is on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is awesome, man. Yeah. 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 That is a, it's wonderful, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that changes the whole ASMR community. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yes. On August 3rd, 1981, they had their first. Me, Micah, was the largest baby in the nursery, so everyone was wondering who that big, fat, white kid was. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you well? Why do you still have uh, do you still have body dysmorphic Im uh, issues from that from that time? No, no, I've never had it. I've never had body dysmorphic. I know I'm overweight. No, 
but like when you say something like that, because I feel like everything that you write up to a certain age, you can kind of give the credit to your parents for speaking that way. Like the way I write in my diary is the way my dad writes emails. So I know yeah, that's yeah. where it came from. Yeah, I think I think my mom was like, because uh, she tried to put, she's like five foot three. Mm-hmm. And I was about five foot three when it came out. <laughs> And so I, I think I just like put her through a whole lot of pain, and then yeah. and then they ended up like cutting me out anyways. And Are you then, not in touch with them? What? Are you not in touch with them? No, I was. A oh, C-section they cut you baby. out of the. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> in the long run, they ended up cutting you yeah, out of their life. They cut me out of their will because they <laughs> fucked up my mom's vagina. Yeah. Uh, this is that kind of show where these revelations can uh, be made. Yeah. So. <laughs> if you're listening, mom, dad, I'd love for you to give me a call. <laughs> Okay. All right. So regardless, you're a big fat, you're a big fat white baby. Yes. Yeah. And what happened after that? Oh, um, oh, here's a fun one. In the middle of kindergarten, my grandfather, Bapa, as I used to call him, was dying of cancer. Well, that's a landmark moment. Yep. We went to Vermont where our extended family lives to visit them. My dad and I had to fly back to Hawaii, and when we got there, Bapa died. Dad and I were unable to attend his funeral. Why? At first, I was very reluctant to move to North Carolina. <laughs> I was like, didn't even like... No, I, write there are no segues. This is yeah, before no segues. Yeah, it is but, before segues, yeah, isn't it? Life before segues. Yeah. Much simpler. Yeah. Way fewer words. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so my grandfather died. Were you close with him? No. I don't know why he's in here. <laughs> well, so far <laughs> what I... was I, like four. Yeah, so far I've heard more about other members of your family than about you in this totally, essay about totally, this biography. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's that? Projection, was that? A little projecting. <laughs> Who? What? In what context? Who's projecting? <laughs> Oh, then don't talk. Uh. No, no. Um, you think I'm projecting or projecting what? On, onto my family? I want to, this is therapy, right? I want to like get into. Well, by, by, by discussing more, by discussing yourself in the context of like other people's pain or other people's issues is a little bit like deflecting from your own experience of it. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. But this is why I want to have you on the show. Yeah, I yeah. um yeah, there's not a lot in here that uh that is revealing about your own feelings. Exactly. It's all like <laughs> it's it's basically like a chronological list of events that happened and nothing about how I feel about them. But that is so per- that's so <laughs> This is also a school assignment. I didn't yeah. do anything creative until I was like 15. Dude, but it's, it didn't matter. Like, I was way too emotional in my school assignments. Like, we had to hand in those black and white marble composition books and and in one of them, I wrote a story, a, a fictional story about um, a roller coaster that flew off the tracks and killed the girls inside of it. <laughs> it wasn't a school assignment, but it was in the notebook, and I handed the whole notebook in anyway. Did they talk to you? No. Nobody talked to me about it. Nobody talked to you? No. <laughs> Man, when I was in kindergarten, I was doing one of those like connect the dots things. Yeah. And then in my head, I was like, well, nobody said you had to make a straight line between the dots. So uh, it was like a <laughs> it was like a jack o' lantern that had a huge spike out on the side of it, and they called my parents like I was crazy. Really? What? Was it a Montessori school? No, it was public school. Do I seem like the kind of guy that went to a Montessori? I school? I don't know. 
Maybe. I'd be a little more in touch with my feelings, I think, if Seriously. I was going to a Montessori school. Did uh, did your teachers were they ever like, what a, what about your feelings, Micah? Nope. Nobody ever was like, what about your feelings, Micah? <laughs> oh God. So uh, yeah. So maybe were that's you what I'm projecting. On, what's that? Were you an only child? No. Oh, let me get to that. Yeah, get to that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, it might not be funny. I've never read this out loud. That's what makes it good. Um, um, you guys talk about something. Okay, Wait, cool. All right, let's show another picture. How about that? Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> I love the shirt. Yeah, well, the something about the shirt reminds me of the talking heads. Oh, I know what it is. It's Take that... Take me to the wall. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys know that fish plaque that Billy you put bass. on the wall? Billy the Bass. Is that Billy what his bass, name is? Yeah. He he's, always sings the talking... His, he's a his, fucking Sopranos th- side plot. It's amazing. Oh, shit, you're Remember right. Remember in the 90s? He yeah. was huge, that guy, Billy Bass. Oh, yeah, that was a cool trick. Yeah, you hit a button and his head turns. And he always sang that song. Anyway, this yeah. shirt has the fish on it, so it reminds me of yeah, that. Yeah, I, I made that T-shirt. You at, did? Yeah. That's, that's pretty baller. Yeah, yeah. Um, a friend of mine's father ran a T-shirt shop, mm-hmm. and we made our own T-shirts. Yeah, and then, and then How- he, he came out when she was 16 and then moved to Hawaii. <laughs> so. Wait, who came out? Uh, her father, yeah. Got a divorce and then just like moved. Yeah, he traveled. He, he had like a traveling one man show. Oh. Yeah, where he was like <laughs> in a Boy Scout uniform. Oh. Okay. Too many issues. Too many issues. There's I, a lot. There's I, a lot I need that guy in, that. in this yeah. chair right now. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, happening. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what? What was that? No. Okay. Uh, it's just somebody at the bar. Oh, okay. Um, do you? Is there a giant pile of blocks of cheese in front of you? Probably. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Kent. Yep, yep, good eye. Yeah, yep. Just checking. I mean, but you look like you couldn't that, be more thrilled about it. That is me eating all the cheese and crackers. Yeah. That is me getting caught eating all the cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. That, there's like no expression in that face right there. It's like it's a, de- it's it's a like, deer in headlights. How am I, I going to react in a way that's not going to piss anybody off? That's like me making a decision about how to react to getting caught eating all the cheese and crackers. Well, you how can you get, be mad at that face? You can't. You can't. I don't know how you could have any feelings about that face. <laughs> do you do you uh, do you want to read more? Or are you done with this? As a toddler, I did what a normal toddler does by walking around going "goo ga daddy mommy." All those are in quotes. <laughs> I ate and slept a lot. Basically, I was your normal kid, but no child prodigy. My sister joined me as a Sherman baby when I was almost three. She took all the attention away from me. I think that was the reason I was and still am such a rascal. (laughs) I just needed to be noticed more. I mean, and how old were you when that happened? Three? Three? Yeah, that was when my brother came along too, and now here I am begging people for attention. I know. Every minute of my life. Yep. Yeah, it was weird to have that epiphany. I only had that epiphany a few years ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck. Uh yep. <laughs> like such a stereotype. I know, but I mean you have to you have to cut yourself some slack. You're so serious in this. Like you sound like I'm picturing like an old man in a cabin in Vermont, like with a shotgun and slippers, like reminiscing anyway. about what? Basically, there's a Hemingway quality to this. We couldn't make the funeral. And then this happened. Yeah, the, yeah. We moved back to Hawaii. And, and then it rains. Yeah, and then it rains. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I think if I enjoyed reading, I'd enjoy reading Hemingway. <laughs> I have you not read Hemingway? Uh, I started some Hemingway books and was like, man, fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. You can do it better. You Wait can absolutely you do it end, better. You'll definitely be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Oh, it, it's in one of his books. He's a misogynist. It's cool. Um, Kent, can we see? Can we see the final picture here? Uh, I believe this is the one you were speaking of, which is adorable. You look like an adorable, adorable put, see, little girl. It's not adorable when you grow up in uh, such a way that you want to be like manly and <laughs> and like you wanted to be tougher than other people. Uh, Kent, but, could you enhance the face? Did they I, they put shadow under your cheeks to? That yes. Oh, totally, fully made up. Fully yeah, made yeah, up. yeah. That's. What was, the, what was the context of this? I was just like a generic pirate in Peter Pan in second grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, it's not your fault. Well, here's what sucked about it. All that. And uh, I had to... They did, I guess there wasn't... There was like one of those like stages. There was also a gymnasium. Uh-huh, and yeah. And there was like stairs down. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess there wasn't a backstage or they didn't trust us backstage. Because uh, if you weren't on stage, you had to sit on the stairs facing out at everybody who came <laughs> to see the play the whole oh. time even when you weren't on lit and all i'm wearing all this makeup and like everybody from my neighborhood is there just like ah! <laughs> so you f- you were old enough at this stage to have that kind of self-awareness though because i feel like that doesn't come around until like fifth or sixth grade you're, you're super young here no yeah oh i'm seven and you were and you were already embarrassed. Oh yeah, definitely embarrassed. It was it kept me out of the theater until I was 15. Oh damn. Yeah. And then we still had to wear like makeup and stuff. Yeah. In the it. theater? Yeah, like like oh, I hated it. The cake? Still hate it. Yeah, Phil knows about that. Yeah. All the stage moms backstage making up your face, spraying your microphone so it's broken when you go on stage. <laughs> the body mic and you're like and then everybody's like, I couldn't hear you, but you still look great. Oh, yeah. You look great. And Except for the adjudicators who called you Pancake. Yep. Look Thanks. at your school with body microphones. That's that's tight. I know. We did not have that. That That's very fancy. We spray painted our jazz shoes, like suntan, whatever, you know. No, I don't. Oh, bummer. So you're, okay. Listen, <laughs> let's just move this on. Um, I'm glad. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you're back in the theater. I think. In- I think we had to like bring our own stuff from home too, uh, and I didn't have any pirate stuff, and my parents weren't about to buy any pirate stuff. Well, so I'm wearing like my dad's bandana that he would wear when he would like work out in the yard. And whose shirt is that? What's that? Who, whose shirt is that? I don't fucking know <laughs> whose shirt that is. I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's like a pirate costume from. Like a box. I feel like you could actually buy that shirt at American Apparel right now. For like 30 bucks. Like the really deep V? You were way ahead of your time. That's a good point. I look good in that picture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the beautiful collarbones. Oh, yeah, man. Really standing out. I haven't had definition like that since I was seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, Micah, I'm going to give you a present now. Okay. From the box collection, as you know. And uh, this box... Is uh, a ceramic uh, wedding cake box, I guess. Oh, That's what it is. But um, there's something inside it. I'm not proposing. Okay. Don't worry, Phil. Not proposing. Not worried. Um, it's, a t- it's a ticket from something. And, and am I intended to keep the box? Yeah, it's for you. Oh, the whole thing. Like, it's, a, it's a present for you. Take it off my hands. Take my shit, please. Oh, good. I'll keep it. I'll keep something special in there. 
That's a ticket for... Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit. Nice. I thought you might appreciate that. I yeah, don't know why. I do like Wallace and Gromit. You paid to see Wallace and Gromit? I Well, my mom paid for me to see Wallace and Gromit when we came, we took a field trip to New York and saw them at Film Forum. Film Forum? Yeah. It was a very classy little kid. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's for you. Yeah. And uh, I don't know you. what you're going to do with that box. Um, you can give it to your girlfriend, you know? Say this is a, this is a hug of a different kind. <laughs> I'm going to put something special in it. I'm going to give it to my girlfriend and say, this is a hug of a dick. <laughs> awesome. Well, Micah, thank you so much for being thank on you. our yeah. show. Micah Sherman, everybody. I like to take it. All right. Thank you. Sweet. That was great. Yeah. I had a thing like that, too. It was in sixth grade. I had to write a, an autobiography, and I'm pretty sure it was just like, fact, 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 fact. And then I went to see the Who's Tommy on Broadway. Yeah. That was pretty much the whole biography. My, mine was basically because I had an understanding of my grandfather and his brothers when I was 12, so I mostly just told, talked about them. I wrote my own prequels. Uh, <laughs> I didn't nothing about me. It was the same thing. I, I didn't learn how to talk about myself until I was humiliated in middle school a few times. This is why humiliation is so important. Yeah. Makes you, makes you realize who, who in there is hurting. It's little Phil. Aww. So, shut up. <laughs> all right. We all go through it. Uh, We're all... We're all snowflakes, right? Let me. I want to read. I want to read another uh, another carnival submission that somebody went through because this is really intense. Um, this is uh, this is my friend um, Lenore, who is also in the house. She said, "Is this too gruesome?" Which you know is going to be a good story. I once saw a woman lose her leg on a ride at a county fair when I was a kid. I'm she's sort a makeup of, artist. Now. I, you know, she's a makeup artist, yeah. which means you're at fairs all the time. Maybe. Um, Lenora, just just briefly. Um, how far away was the was the thing that when you saw it? Did you see the leg? Mm-hmm. Can everybody hear back there? Yeah. Oh. And was it like a cartoon, like blood, like yeah, flying? Maybe it's good that nothing happened in our towns, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we were lucky. Yeah, we were lucky. lucky. I mean, we, there's the odd body that washes up in the Passaic River, but, you know. Again, New Jersey. Yeah. Thank you, Lenore, for sharing that hideous... Thank you, Lenore. ...real-life horror story. Um, All right. That's... Oh. Um, to change that tone up a little bit... Yeah. Um, we're, I'm going to bring up our, our musical guest, and she's going to do a song, and then we're going to talk about her childhood after that. So um, <clears throat> she just put out, uh, or she put out, I think, the preview of her next project, which is Amazon Reviews Set to Music, um, which you should totally check out. She is an amazing comedian. She's got a show called Dudes Being Dudes Being Dudes. Give it up for Lauren Mall. 
Hey, hi, come. So we're, we're going to give you the stage, and you can do what you will do with it. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to roll all around on the floor, just so you know, to warn you. Um, no, this is good. <laughs> Perfect. Let's give a hand to these guys for running this great show. Yes. This is a safe space for weirdos tonight. Um, so sound guy's going to thank you, sound guy, for helping me out with this. He's going to play a little track. It's not so much a dance track as it is a friendship test. Um, and if you if you answer yes to any of these questions, give me a call. Let's be friends. Here we go. Crank it. Have you ever moved a pencil with your mind? Well, not really, really move it, but really, really try. Have you ever been dramatic in the woods? Like with caftans, shawls, and superfluous hoods. Have you ever eaten pine needles or made a friendly blood pact? If you have, then let's be friends, fellow practitioner of preteen witchcraft. Preteen witchcraft, preteen witchcraft. Painting a brown cat black, cause we're in the coven of preteen Sabrina, Buffy, the worst witch too. Train Lisa Frank, writing spells, yelling boo. Reading scary stories to tell in the dark. Bringing home rocks that you find in the park. Go to the library, read the microfiche to research dead kids every other week. Putting stuff in jars, making secrets, making treats. Cutting ghosty face holes and lots of old bed sheets. Old bed sheets. My house is totally haunted. Graveyards, Doc Martens, Ziploc bags full of spices. Graveyards, Doc Martens, Ziploc bags full of spices. Have you ever stood silent in the rain? Or watched Hocus Pocus even though it was May? Have you ever made your own Blair Witch movie? Or watched Now and Then just for that graveyard scene? Have you ever used a Sharpie on your nails or your backpack? If you have, then let's be friends, fellow practitioners of preteen witchcraft. I'm totally psychic. Preteen witchcraft. Putting veils on hats, cause we're in the coven of preteen witchcraft. Kate Bush, Stevie, Fiona Tori, any other music that's spooky angry. Menthols, cloves, got a good will. VC Andrews, keeping it real. Having a seance while eating mac and cheese. Wanna watch the craft? OMG, yes please. OMG, yes please. dramatic. I'm going to flop on the floor. Pre-teen witchcraft. Pre-teen witchcraft. Feel the emotion. Journaling everywhere we are at. Because we're in the coven of oh, pre-teen witchcraft. Now let's all laugh maniacally. Ah! 
Yes, let's all be best friends, you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was amazing. That was so. That was great. Um, did did you first of all, how old were you when you wrote that? That's a recent edition. That is a recent hit. I was talking to a friend, um, and we realized that the thing I have in common with all my current friends is that we all thought we were witches as children. <laughs> and um, I but feel you like found each other us, later in yeah, life. Yeah, and now I'm like really rekindling it. Like, fuck yeah, I'm a witch. <laughs> like, let's just embrace it. And it's funny because the more you like affirm that, it's like, oh no, people are capable of you know magical things. So you're all witches, just so you know. <laughs> Everybody's in, in the coven now. Yes. Oh, and I actually, I brought you a gift. Oh, that's um, that never happens. That's pretty cool. And it's actually a rock. I didn't find it in the park. Listen, but, here's um, the thing. I have a huge collection of crystals because I am still that person now. Yes. I, my whole house is like decorated with crystals. Let's see, I have my journal wrapped up. And oh, yes. Oh, thank you so much. I love fluorite. I have tons of it. Yeah. This is great. It's the magic yes, stone. Yes, it is. Thank you so you much. share it with Phil. Hopefully that's cool. Oh, totally. Share some rocks. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll sage it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, share her rocks. Um, so, yes. Um, I'll unsheathe Real this. rocks. What? <laughs> Called minerals, Marie. Um, <clears throat> Just unsheathed this. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's huge. On it. Oh, because this is... Oh, this is age 17 to 19, you guys. Wow. Oh, very intense. So much fucking stuff happened in this book. So many crushes. So much needless anger, mm-hmm. you know? Just, The ooh. people on the back. Now, is this... Yeah. I, my mom bought this for me. She's like, they look funky like you. Um, <laughs> oh, don't you love that? When you're yeah. like the token like weirdo among your exactly. well, family yeah. and friends. Let's look at a picture. Yeah, yeah let's check out a picture of her. You, uh, oh, so this is oh, from With yeah. It Inside, yes. um, which um, looks like a, a, is that a poem? Super deep. You're going to um, read that I used us? to do a lot of uh, deep uh, thoughts. I had an opinion column in my high school newspaper. Amazing. Um, and it was called You're Not Helping. <laughs> And I would end every column with like Tori Amos and Ani DeFranco yes! quotes. That's, That's amazing. And I grew up in Nebraska, so nobody knew what the fuck I was talking about. They're like, who is this? Um, but my favorite part, my husband actually was reading this over my shoulder the other day when I had like discovered it. And he's like, what is this? I'll read the, the quote. Um, Excellent. I, I made this up. I thought this was really deep. Selfishness is not only the root of sin. I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the root of all actions. Anything can be the root of everything if you have enough examples to prove it. <laughs> I mean. But with selfishness, you know it's true because even people who hate themselves are always thinking about themselves. That's pretty deep shit. That 17. is pretty deep shit. I was going to say, you know, it, it doesn't change when you become an adult. Like a yeah. lot of adults function that way. And I said, my favorite line here is, I had a pretty bad headache last night and I'm sure it's the incense, but I still like to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> How did yeah. you, how uh, how did you merge the Catholicism with the witchcraft? I mean, Catholicism stole all its best moves from the pagan religion. Absolutely. So well, that's that's for sure yeah. true. But like, did you come out as uh, Wiccan to your parents? No, like I just was I I like I just did not like Catholicism, and I didn't really realize I like wanted to be pagan until like recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny because I just always hated church, and I was like, this is bullshit. Like, this is just old white men taking money from poor people, which is basically what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, and now it's funny because my mom 
doesn't go to church anymore. My dad still goes just to keep up appearances. Um, but it's funny because I really rubbed off on my parents. Like, they didn't really rub off on me so much as I rubbed off on them. Like, they're very liberal now. And, like, it's kind of a secret because they still live in a conservative wow. town. But it's just funny. Like, my mom's just like, fuck church. So like, she, doesn't, she doesn't go anymore, <laughs> you know? So, so it's pretty awesome. If I could have told myself that, like, when I was writing this. It's all worth like, it. Yes. You know? when, uh, when you were growing up, was there... I imagine there was probably a lot of. Was there ever any like satanic panic and stuff like that? Like it, no. that in the, she didn't grow up in puritanical like, times. Yeah. No, in the nineties well, there was a lot totally, of satanic panic. Yeah, that was like all in yeah. Texas and like deep south. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't deep south enough, and that was more like fundamentalist Christian and Catholic. Like Catholics were just more am like. I, I eh. grew up in a Catholic town, and it, there was always like, oh, there's Satan worshippers. Yeah, but you were in parks <laughs> and shit. You, but they're yeah. eating blood and body parts in church. You yeah, know? they like, are. They say this. It's they true. explicitly yeah. say this piece of bread is my body. Yeah. Not my body. It's not representing know. the body. It is the body. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to go down this path because I don't want to get a lot of angry hate mail from Catholics later, yeah, but I'm sorry. sorry. That would be amusing though. We can always air them oh, publicly. Ca- I, okay. I feel like they're <laughs> yeah. They have a cool pope now. They're fine. Like, yeah. they're <laughs> Je- Pope Jeffrey Tambor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, can we? I want to show this other photo that you have that oh, you yeah, sh- yes. sh- sent us from the diary because I okay. love it so much. So it appears to be a dead cat, dead cat. and it says, "Hello, yeah. goodbye." Yeah, I 2003. I worked at a vet clinic in high school. I had so many jobs in high school. Um, actually, recently, like spent all that money that I saved. I was like, yes, it's lasted so long. Um, but I worked at a vet clinic and that was a cat that was rescued from the jaws of like um like a pit ball. And I saw like a lot of fucked up shit at that vet clinic and it not as it wasn't as fucked up as the stuff I saw in high school. Um but it was still very messed up. And so I would draw pictures in my journal. So there's like a few pictures of dead dogs in this book, you know, of <laughs> like poor dog. But it kind of sounds like you had a pretty healthy relationship with death. Oh, yeah. Well, because my, I saw a dead body when I was like four. Oh, my God. In what context? In um, my my next door neighbor passed away and his girlfriend came over and was like, hey, I need help with with Jean. And we go over and um, my parents, people were like, oh, probably thinking they shouldn't have like let their daughter see this dead body. But he was just laying on the couch in a Hawaiian robe had a sifter of whiskey next to him and a cigar in the thing, and he just looked like peaceful. Oh, as he shit. died the like, best way possible. Exactly. He looked so happy. And from then on, I was like, oh, death is just a big sleep, you know? And he yeah. also had a VHS of the film The Big Chill, so I just associated <laughs> it with wow. that. I was like, this is The Big Chill. Yeah. Like, he was, yeah. he's Lebowski. Yeah. He closed in a perfect <laughs> loop. Yeah. That's a. Wow. Uh, I love that. I feel like that makes me want to show all little children like happy dead bodies at a really young age so they're not afraid of death ever again. (laughs) I want to orchestrate my death very well. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. It's good to be a little morbid, you know? Just a little bit. That's part of life is death. That's right. Also, I did notice you're wearing a fanny pack and I applaud you. I've been wearing a fanny fanny pack since I took a school trip to Washington, D.C. And I was like, this is the way to travel, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you don't hurt your back or anything. Yeah. Um, I want to roll through a a couple of these pictures that you sent because you sent such good See, fanny pack, that's my first foray with the fanny pack. This just, I'm waiting for like the theme music from a a TGI Friday, TGIF show, you know? I don't know which one, but all of them. Yes. 
Perfect bowl cut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And my, I would always say, I'm going to grow my hair out. And then I'd get to the haircut place and be like, cut it in a shroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you chose? I chose. I loved that cut. I thought that was the, I had the best self-esteem in that picture. Like that from seven to 13, I was like, I am hot shit. It looks like. And I looked like that all the way. It was great. And like, I feel like this diary is like where I had like low self-esteem, like 17 to 19. But that's like, the, ugh. that's what happens to us. It is. Yeah. yeah. But this is like, so I've been trying to get back to this girl lately, you know, yeah. like just get back to who that chick was. She's pretty cool. So. Let's, uh, let's we'll hit the that. next one up. This is oh, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. So you're just doing your thing to, is it, were you in the next door neighbor's yard playing a trumpet? <laughs> That's my driveway. And I um, what I would do is I would play the trumpet up and down the streets of my neighborhood. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you ever get any, uh, any grief from that? Um, no, because we had like no neighbors. They were all just like cornfields next to us. Um, now there's a ton of houses there. But back then it was just like me in my school uniform. Like, here I go. Burr, burr, burr. I do a, when the saints go marching uh-huh. in, that was like my nice. That was a classic. Yeah. That was a classic. And do we have one more? Possibly two yeah. more. Oh, yeah. I love this face. This is an amazing. So my sister and I are still those exact same people. <laughs> um, she's a doctor, very serious. She still wears clothes that match, and I just am like a, I'm a fun whatever. Mess yeah, I have That's like that, that baby doll and a purse, and I'm like, I just don't have time. You're stepping out. <laughs> no, you're stepping out. Yeah. You were ready for the big city yeah, way back then. I could not wait. I felt, did anyone else feel like such a sense of like, like entrapment? Like, yes. Like, just like you will never get out alive, you know? Like, oh, so intense. And reading this was made it so visceral of like, wait, I'm 31. I live in New York City. Everything is fine. You know? (laughs) It was very hard to read this and be like, no, wait. I'm fine. I'm free now. You At know? the same time, don't you want to go home and just play when the Saints go marching in? Like <laughs> I now? do that now. Like, <laughs> in the privacy of your bedroom? Exactly. Well, no, I, I play at a nursing home now. So now, not on the trumpet, but a piano. So I like still get a, I like him living the best parts of my childhood now. Which is That's nice. amazing. That's we should all strive for that, I think. It took a Absolutely. long time, but you know, if you, if you dedicate that, you can make it happen. <laughs> That's great. I think we have one more. We have one more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was timely, yeah. so I had to show it. Please. I was a Republican then. Um, but I are like, you like, is that a blowjob motion? It, yeah, it was. I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't know what it meant. Like, I just heard, I saw somebody do that, and I was like, that looks great. Um, but I, I did not, <laughs> I did not like Bill Clinton at all. And the day that George Bush, um, like, wasn't president anymore, I, like, sobbed. I didn't go to school that day. Um, it was a big deal because I was like a libertarian Republican for years. Like, I don't know why I like, I had all these businesses I'd start in my basement (laughs) at like that age. I was like, Democrats taking my money. Um, amazing. And like khakis, like like that khakis and a polo. Like, Oh, you were the 1% right there. You were ready for the yacht club right there, man. Um, well, listen, um, I, I would love to have you on the podcast soon to read some more of these. Oh, please. Yes. Um, we don't have time at the moment oh, to do no. more. I mean, but this is a novella. <laughs> it, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We're going to bring it back. And in the meantime, I'm going to give you a present. Oh. Um, of course, it's a box. And uh, it's a multiple piece box. Yes. So. Oh, I love Tachki so much. Down. Oh, well, you're in luck today, girl. Yay. This is a box. <laughs> it's a tea pot on a saucer and the, oh on the lid of the teapot there are some kiwi slices and some orange slices and uh, inside there's a little ticket from something. Oh, 1996, 8pm. Get your time machine ready, you guys. We gotta go back to that time. Um, ooh, 
Campbell Soup's 1996 tour of world figure skating. Yeah. Yeah. That's New Haven Coliseum. That was some Elvis Doiko shit right there. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on, Lauren. Lauren Mall, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for the gift. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Amazing, amazing. Such variety. I love it. Yeah, when you even have a completely uh, different thing for our last guest, and we should we should pull him up because absolutely um, we are uh, running out of time. No, we're running out of time. No, we're good. Oh, great. Never mind. We got we got ten minutes. So, without further ado, you may have seen this guy um, on Comedy Central. You may have seen him on Conan. You may have seen him on comedy shows all over the goddamn country. It's Joe Zimmerman. Yeah. Hello. What a great show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Um, uh, Real quick, before we get into this beautiful work of art, (laughs) carnival memory that you'd like to share? Uh, I cannot think of any carnival memories. Where did you grow up? Morgantown, West Virginia. Were there no carnivals there? There were no carnivals, no. Aww. (laughs) That's the saddest thing I ever heard. (laughs) I uh, I cannot think of carnival. I have no. Did carnival. you grow up on a farm? Uh, no, just a neighborhood. I don't know anything about West Virginia. I've never been there. I don't know what I picture farms. Why are you laughing? <laughs> well, just West Virginia. <laughs> you were like farm. <laughs> I so so then what was it? You so you lived in like a suburb. A regular suburb? My mom taught music at West Virginia University. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a neighborhood near the college. Oh, so you were from the intellectual circles of West Virginia. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. <laughs> Morgantown's kind of like, uh, got a, it's got a hippie mixed with college, mixed with redneck, mixed with... Get a, a projects vibe. It's like I, all I, mixed. I can't even picture that. In, in the mountains, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so we should visit. I we should. Yeah. I bet it's really haunted. Is it, it haunted? It is haunted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so interesting to me because you're so, you have a very calm, chill vibe yeah. about you, and you're kind of hard to place. So that's why I'm trying to picture where you came from. But this it's, is me giving like all my energy. <laughs> This is like, like I feel like I'm Chris rocking it right now. <laughs> yeah. For the sake of comedy, you know? Thank you. Appreciated. Put myself out there. Well, you, you have this amazing artifact that your mother overnighted you. Yeah. So uh-huh. do you want to uh, give some, some context to the people as to what it is? Yeah, I was really happy. I didn't know about it. I was really happy to find it, that my mom found it. Um, but in second grade... There was a contest to submit uh, a book, and there were 7,000 applicants. And I illustrated and wrote a book uh, when I was 11. Um, and one of my bucket list goal, like items was to be an author and an artist, and I didn't realize I'd already accomplished it. Here, I'm going to give um, you a mic stand. I'm going to give you a mic stand so you can uh, use both hands to read it. I wrote a book and illustrated about um, a band of superheroes Called the Rasputin Sounds. Can we uh, can we yeah. show the picture? Of the, we have a picture of this uh, cover right here. Yeah. 
Rasputin sounds. Um, was that a play on Rasputin? Do you know? I don't know, but I I was I was aware of Rasputin, so surely it was just like I'll mix that up a little. <laughs> were Were you a real quiet kid, an introverted kid? Um, no, uh, I think I was right down the middle. <laughs> I think I was. Uh, I was a, definitely a teacher favorite, let's be honest. Oh, I see. I see how They're it like, is. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you got away with whatever the fuck you wanted. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's just, I would literally, it would, every report card would be A's, and I'd be like, I don't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm serious. I did not do anything. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're naturally a genius, but you just weren't aware of no, that. No, I think I was just cute. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hates you now. And I was, no, I was like, I like, like, yeah, I was like, I like the teacher. I like the kids around me. I was just like, I like things. Just a nice, happy kid. Who are you? I was innocent. I was innocent. I think you're an alien. So can I read you? I'll tell you who I am. I wrote a bio about myself. Yes, right. Read the, yes, that's a good intro. in the jacket. Here's what I thought about myself at age 11. My whole bio. My name is Joe Zimmerman. I live in Morgantown, WV, with my mother. My many hobbies include playing sports, collecting cards, collecting birds' nests. You're literally stealing a home. That was one of my top four things. Was <laughs> oh, no. Because the fourth thing is and taking care of my many pets. And okay. So many pets. What, what kind of pets were the many pets? I had um, I had two hamsters that I named after um, Lord of the Rings dwarfs. <laughs> nice, adorable. Yeah, adorable. Uh-huh. No. Uh, oh, no, I heard some groans. I'm sorry. No, that was good. I had a lizard. Um, I had an African frog. An African frog. Yeah. How did you get your hands on that? You don't touch an African frog. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the weirdest. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> One of the weird things I had was I had a whole tank full of roly-poly bugs. You saved? I had like you collected them? I had like 300 roly-polies. <laughs> and I put them in their natural habitat, which was just dirt and one rock. And they all just hung out under the rock. And, you know, every day I'd go check on them. Still there. <laughs> I was like super pumped about my roly-polies. Were you the kid who wore knee-high socks and tevas outside? Um, or tevas? I definitely wore umbros. There was an um, uh, umbros yeah. were hot. Do you remember umbros being hot? People were like, oh, cool, umbros. Bro. Umbros are pretty No, pretty umbros hot. were the ones that it was too easy to see a boner. That was why I was, was happy I wasn't a boy. Well, second grade is pre-boner. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, uh... Can we see that the next the picture of the inside of this beautiful? Okay. Oh yes, this is the dedication. Uh, dedicated to all people with an imagination, you know. Yeah, adorable. The <laughs> and that's also your head it, is amazing. It's like a crab cat on a flag. So that is my main protagonist. Who? Check this out. How progressive is this? My protagonist was a female. Yeah. <laughs> Can you read? Uh, can you read chapter one for us here? But but real quick, the yeah. the leader is the cat. She is a mutant who can turn into a cheetah. 
Mm-hmm. So very cool. Cat to a cheetah. Very cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and her name is Cat. Yeah. Yeah. With a capital C. Now the artwork is actually is really cool. Yeah. Is that a hit? <laughs> can, can we see the next I one? I tried drawing when I was that age and it was didn't take. This is actually really cool. Yeah, we got some muscles. Can we yep. zoom in on the left frame? You got the the, ba- the bad guys on the left. That's that's. Yeah, I, this is why I. The yeah. bad guy, the bad guy's static man on the left. He shoots electricity at people. It's there's a lot of motion in it. It almost has an R. Crumb kind of quality to it. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, joking. very detailed. Very sure. detailed. Yeah. And his his muscle. You can see his muscles are have little lightning bolts. Yeah. Veins and lightning, it's pretty... Yeah. It's kind of a terrifying villain, actually. Yeah. yeah. Very um, insane torso. And what is his name? Static Man. Static Man. Zap. He's so, a zapper. So Static Man, he's angry, you know? Um, I was trying to... Oh, so Static Man, uh, he... When Static Man attacks using his electrical powers for mischief... The Rasputin sounds must stop him. So yeah, I got it. Like that's a whole book. But do you I, 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 do you want some highlights? Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. Yes, um, please. So they all had real names. Um, Cat was Catherine Van Slam. <laughs> Catherine Van Slam. They all just regular people, you know. <laughs> they, nobody knew they were superheroes. Um, she can stretch her claws twenty feet. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. Oh, and I had like, and I had a very, I, I had some suspense. And last but definitely not least, Fred Higgs, <laughs> also known as Boulder Dash, he throws boulders at his enemies. <laughs> That's a very effective way to get them. Seriously. Yeah. So, <laughs> do, you, do you remember who your influences were at this time? Well, I'll tell you who my influences were because. Did you write about who they were in there? I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing Terminator 2 starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I was like, I looked up the date of that. That was 1991. Mm-hmm. This was 1992. Mm-hmm. This book. It ends with Static Man <laughs> saying, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ah, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So I le- nice. I left it open for a sequel. Oh, I love it. Um, now's about the time, you know, yeah. the dig franchises. You should give one a movie each. Yeah. Start with the female, progressive. Sure. Bring them all together. There you go. Billion dollars each. I think so. Uh, real yeah. quick, I want to show this picture of you as a, as a young spry one. Oh. And uh, I don't know what that hole is you're pointing to. Can you, can you briefly tell us what that is? I remember it was some, some like fancy cathedral in Switzerland. I guess it really had an effect on you. My goal was to be a National Geographic wildlife photographer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did not. I did not expect that iPhones would give everybody access to great cameras. It's a a fucking bummer. Yeah, everybody's an artist now. Really cut out my dream, you know. I'm so sorry. Well, Joe, I'm going to give you a present now because that's how we roll here. Oh, can I tell you how it ends? Yeah, yeah. That's my last thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you guys want to know the ending. Of course. Um, the plot's pretty suspenseful, but I'll just tell you the end. Uh, basically, Static Man captures Boulder Dash, and then Cat and Worm Man figure out that Boulder Dash is missing. They go save him, 
And then, uh, but, but Boulder Dash escapes on his own. So the ending is, oh my gosh, we were worried sick about you. <laughs> we have to catch Static Man, said Boulder Dash. We already did. We washed him down the sewer. <laughs> How did you do that? Oh, just some old maneuvers. <laughs> and then they asked Boulder Dash, how did you escape? He said, oh, just some quick maneuvers. He said, laughing. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> That's a... Uh, <clears throat> It's a really great use of a $5 word there. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Awesome. Um, D- uh, yeah, but I'm not surprised because you were a smart little kid. I mean, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> you got A's. You're creepily modest, you know? Like, I don't know. Oh, no. I, I mean, no, I wasn't trying to brag about the A's. I was saying I, it was easy. To I don't know A's. how it happened. I just woke up and there they were. And then the next thing we knew, you killed me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think you're a murderer. But I'm going to give you a present now. To I, keep I you. did collect birds' nests. <laughs> <laughs> you murdered somebody. All right. This is? You just murdered that box. No, it's fine. But it is ceramic. Oh. And it says, Almost. You're the greatest treasure. And then it opens. You can do it. Is it going to scare me? Nope. But there's a ticket in there. All right, that's uh, what is it for? A movie or a? Let's find out. It's for Marvin the Martian live. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hamilton. (laughs) Almost as valuable as Hamilton. And there's a little coin in there too. To it came with the box. Yeah. Don't choke on it. It's probably not for kids three and under. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Joe. Joe Zimmerman, thank you so much for doing the bitchy with us. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your art. It's awesome. Awesome. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's mine. You got yours. <laughs> Great. All right, guys. Well, we got to haul out of here because there's something right after this, and that something is the official Jim Gaffigan viewing party. So stick around. There's going to be free pizza. There's, of course, the bar, a lot of other great things to buy, books and everything. So uh, give it up for your host, the QED. Uh, we got uh, Kent on the board over there. And um, follow us on the, on Twitter at the underscore bitch underscore seat, and we will see you next time. Good night, guys. Hello, I'm Ben. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Juicy Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie, and... Uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I believe that, And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh, my God. Who's on, hooking up with who? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, like, there's, like, these, like, Asian girls in the movie. Right. They play, I, the twins, I right? triple kissed them. Okay, oh, a little triple kiss. Triple that way you didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was, was that offset or on camera, or, and they got cut out maybe? or? Oh, uh, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never, because, you know what I mean, That's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. They, I, don't, I don't know how old they are. I can never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see. Cecily, the girl. Yeah, I chalk, Cecily Strong. I, I chalked her. 
You chalked her. What, I chalked what, is, her. what is chalking? That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!